0: I would love it if Three Ghosts traumatized Jeff Bezos into, you know, giving and divvying up his wealth. That would be great. Gabe. And, and we're, we're the ghouls next door. next door yeah yeah Spooky. We're, we have a ghost. podcast
1: we're talking about it we're talking about scary stuff it's a new year
0: yeah
1: and we're in our second episode of the series so
0: welcome yeah if you didn't catch blood quantum make sure you do uh we are moving to a different culture to talk about it, because <laughs> this is our For the Culture series, where we're Woo. going back to our roots of, you know, talking about facts, films, films. and feelings yeah, uh, in the classic way that we used to, so be prepared to learn something, get yeah. your media analysis glasses on, eh? But
1: um, I'm not even wearing my glasses, where have I put them?
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, La Llorona, not that La Llorona. not the curse of La Llorona which not the is a one from 2017 which is good yeah the one that is a part of the 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 um Lorraine and Ed Warren uh yes, all of them. yes, yes. it's a part of that and it was it, called
1: the curse of yeah this the curse is not of this is just regular la la 2019
0: yeah and it, it is immediately just like wow look what happens when you let people tell the stories whoever writes to those stories and they're yeah. from that culture it's crazy. and look how much better it is and more intentional it's so and funny. different than you could ever imagine it's not just spooky uh white lady with her kids getting traumatized yeah. by you know an un- unspecified hispanic woman there wasn't um, any white
1: savior times it was it was significantly better
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for a lot of reasons so uh the lawyer and we're going to talk about is on shutter um so you can watch it there it is recent 2019 19 and uh is more deliberate which is <laughs> significantly better um but the why it's in our for the culture series isn't just because it's like you know guatemalan people telling guatemalan stories it's a very specific story that happens to be very political um and yeah. is based real. in reality <laughs> and like you know what we would wish is that you know all of the you know terrorists of organizations of government were traumatized by our folklore villains um if only you know like yeah we just came out of the holiday season i would love it if three ghosts traumatized jeff bezos into you know giving and divvying up his wealth that would be great he was 100 um, percent screwed <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and so like the same thing goes for you know the the governments that be who have all this power and aren't you know you know doing anything with it so i for one would love if all of our folklore villains instead of like attacking or dragging kids into water instead yeah. turn their eyes to the true villains of society which are like you know men with power um <laughs> and you know yeah. did that so it is uh steeped in reality so we will I'll, I'll pass the the torch or the mic over to cat to for cat's history, history education corner
1: Yeah, we're going to dip another toe. We're going to be doing it. So this is your daily reminder for me that we know nothing. You have so much to learn. You thought you knew stuff. You're wrong because the world is filled with so much stuff that one has intentionally not been taught to us or two, like if you're not looking for it, you might not necessarily know. So if you don't remember how messed up humanity is, I hope this series will remind you that history, the only thing we can count on it to be is horrific. So... (laughs) Our media does a fantastic job of educating people uh, about these horrors and giving us new questions and things to learn about. Uh, so in this week's mini history corner, we're going to briefly unpack the guilty verdict of Guatemala's former dictator, Jose Efrain Rios Montt, during his genocide trial in Guatemala City, uh, Friday, May 10th, 2013. Which is way
0: too f- soon. Like that was too yeah. recent.
1: It was very, yeah, very recent. I would argue, like, uh, I feel like people always think of, geno- at least, like, in America, think of genocide as things that were a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, happened very, luxury. very recently. Yeah.
1: Um, so in the film that we watched, La Urana, uh, we got a glimpse into this history, and one thing that's really beautiful about the film, similar to how we got with Blood Quantum, is, like, it's, it's talking about something that is real e- in this, like, fictional version of this world so you know i will say in 2013 when i was 20 no idea that this was happening um, not a clue. I, until i watched this film i had no idea that this happened i mean i'd heard of genocide happening in the world but i did not know that as recent as 2013 this took place mm-hmm. um, specifically in guatemala and i took from an article the nation titled Guatemala's Genocide on Trial. And it's basically a, just a news story talking about the fact that this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because it's so recent, we don't have so much of, like... I guess, like, when we're thinking of history, this is something that happened recent enough where there is historical information about it, but it's still something that was recent enough that it's not necessarily, like, in our history books as yeah, yet. still developing. Um, yeah. So... In this trial of Riosmont, he was 86 at the time. The Mm -hmm. article outlines it as stemming from his 17-month rule in uh, 1982 to 1983 after he grabbed power in a coup and then unleashed a bloody counterinsurgency against guerrilla uprising and its alleged civilian supporters in rural highlands. So it engulfed a lot of the country, the case follow focus specifically on the human rights crimes committed by Rio Samad's army and the Exil region of the Department of Quiche, where 1,771 indigenous Mayans were killed and some 29,000 displaced in a scorched earth strategy designed to destroy the Exil communities once and for all. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly, uh, but hopefully I'm not essentially the trial is outlining the like brutality that took place during this. And in the film you get like a glimpse of this trial and it seems like it's pretty accurate um, in its depiction because you have this man who is older. He's not in great health, but he definitely committed these crimes and you're having like people who were victim to these crimes testifying Uh, and you get this, Guilty verd- verdict that is overturned essentially, which mm-hmm. is actually what happened in real life. Uh, so the plan Victoria 82 was issued internally by Riosmont in June 1982 that called for the annihilation not only of armed guerrillas but of Mayan people who aided with food, shelter, and information. Um, In the context of the regime's extreme anti-communist ideology, the Mayan population was identified as an internal enemy and therefore a legitimate target for military attack. Uh, The judge of the case, Barrios, described the consequences of that strategy when she read the verdict. The exiles were subjected to massacre and forced disappearance, systemic rape. The killing of children, women, and elderly, the burning of their homes, the slaughter of their animals, the destruction of their crops, massive displacement, and the death by hunger, sickness, bombings, when they sought refuge in the mountains. So just really awful things happened. And by the time that they reached the verdict, uh, was basically a rejection, which is very interesting that the government itself was rejecting the actions of former leaders which i don't know if we always see that Mm. i feel like gabe when we were watching it you were mentioning like it's really interesting that they're putting a former leader on trial yeah because
0: well it's just interesting that this government is putting the government on trial mm -hmm. like that a government is so like it was peculiar because i was like a government that's you know, corrupt enough to have genocide in it, but simultaneously seeking justice. Like it didn't, Mm -hmm. that didn't equal out to me. And which makes sense because ultimately it was overruled. So it, or like, you know, they took it back, but I was like, that's so interesting. (laughs) Like you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you took two steps forward, but you are someone who like already started way back there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like a contrast to what we see in America, uh, in that, like, we kind of try to nationalize, like nationalism. Mm-hmm. We try to like glorify our past here,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and the atrocities. We it's not so much. Uh, it's like we don't want to talk about it. Like you saw how Trump reacted to like race sensitivity training. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, like it's like trying to like just like pretend everything was glorious before. Where it's it's more beneficial for healing if you acknowledge the awful that has happened and like take this and acknowledge and get justice for the people who it's happened to and then like the country itself can start to heal so we start we that's i guess how the trial was kind of seen initially um and the verdict was a rejection of the arnie's extreme cruelty so the brutal brutalization of these people. It was an acknowledgement that the systemic destruction of Mayan communities and the most radical expression possible of racism, social exclusion and abuse that Guatemala's indigenous people had endured for hundreds of years um, and was used as a way to restore like a measure of dignity to the victims and survivors by recognizing the totality of their historical experience instead of, Simply like the death, pain and loss that each person suffered uh, is what the article kind of outlines. One thing that I read that really like bummed me out, but did not surprise me, um, <laughs> is that the U.S. actually backed Rio Montt in his time. And I believe it was Reagan who called him. Reagan famously considered the dictator to be a totally dedicated to democracy and called him a man. Of great personal integrity and commitment. Disgusting. And there so it's, I don't know why secret wars existed, but they did <laughs> with the United States. And it benefited the United States to back Guatemala in their war with, uh, like, the United States' secret war, according to this article, with, uh, I believe, Nicaragua. Hmm. So... It was totally politically motivated. They actually provided lots of money and aid, the United States, to Rios Montt and basically, like, backed him in his awfulness that he did. Um, And obviously, he was not the only one who did awful. There were other generals, and we get to see that a little bit in the film, that, Mm -hmm. like, once he is taken – spoilers – (laughs) out, that essentially there are others – who also have to atone, uh, who have to pay and, like, I guess find this supernatural justice. Um, But yeah, uh, I obviously don't know everything about this. This is my first time learning about it. So I totally encourage our viewers to learn more themselves, find resources that give you information about this, because I honestly had no idea that, I mean, it was in the 80s, I believe, Mm -hmm. that this took place, so... Obviously, it was not as recent as 2013. But I guess it's just like encouraging people to question. It took a long time for him to like he was just walking around free
0: 2013.
1: So like, and it's, I guess, like finding justice for people who, yeah, they're old now, but it doesn't mean they didn't do those things. Like, yeah. it's, like, when you, like, come after people who are committed a crime in, like, the 20s, and they're, like, we're not 20s. So that's, like, way too early. <laughs> but you got, like, the 40s, and they're old as heck now. Yeah. Um, it's, like, they still committed that awfulness, I guess. Yeah. It well, is- it's, like, the
0: Golden State Killer, where uh, he got, he finally got found out, uh, thanks to Michelle uh-huh. McNamara. Um, and... Like, he was very old, but he committed those crimes when he was a young police officer, like, and, yeah. like, got away with it for the majority of his life until the end and was, like, super old on trial. Yeah. I think it's, like, it, it feels a little too a little too late. And it's hard to... yeah, Because, like, I get what they're saying where it's, like, the trial is there to kind of, like, mend wounds. Because, like, by that time, he is older. He's already dying they're not really like he's not gonna go to jail like he's not going to prison and it really was like an act more or less like it's more to like give people something to feel like there's justice um but it really is like just that it's just a spectacle yeah because like it's it's too little too late like those people are already dead that stuff has already happened to them um and it it feels you know kind of disingenuous but uh, like it's also nice that something happened
1: <laughs> you know like that yeah, yeah. I, I think like looking at at it for what it was and calling it out like i guess like the government admitting that you know something really awful took place under their rule instead of like trying to i guess sugarcoat it mm-hmm. is a powerful thing
0: like america um, does
1: yeah <laughs> history it's just it was nothing but great make it a great again um because it's been great this whole time and then you ask like oh it's like oh except for that th- it's like if there's an except for yeah it wasn't, it wasn't great yeah. man <laughs> and there's um, a lot of except for here we are <laughs> uh but yeah obviously that is not the whole story there's obviously a lot more to that story and i recommend people you know doing their own research and learning about it after watching the film i think it naturally lends to, like being curious uh about history that like I had no idea about, yeah, so, and like I encourage people to do the same,
0: there's like this, so there's that part of the story, and then there's La Llorona part of the story, right, so it's yeah. like this merging of of things because La Llorona is usually like the when we talked about this when we covered the curse of la llorona in our Latinx representation and horror series with sergio galliano and we were really yeah. disappointed in in that but we talked about you know hearing of of the tale of la llorona and because it was you know it's this woman who was like it, it kind of takes on different things it's it's similar to yeah. the uray in in horror where it was like you know it's it's a woman who is wronged or has wronged and it's like she drowns her kids because her husband cheated on her and now she's like cursed to keep drowning kids uh or yeah she lost her kids because of something and she's cursed to drown other... Like, because she's trying to save the kids and it ends up being that she drowns them. But it's always, like, it's this woman who is... has been wronged in some way. Yeah. And either that causes her to do this act or she's, like, you know... Like, either it causes her to do an evil act of, like, murder or it's, like, that she's reacting to murder, (laughs) you know? And so now she's, like, terrorizing you. But a lot of the time... The What she was terrorizing is, like, children. Like, they're yeah. the ones who are the victims, like, for forever. It's just, like, there's reciprocation of the violence that was done to her, which is kind of like when you think of, like, the grudge, right? It's just that, like, yeah. when immense pain occurs in a place, it doesn't leave. Like, it's mm-hmm. stuck there. And so then it just keeps going and acting out, like, those same pains and horrors and... um just doing that over and over again, which is what she's doing, which I think for this film, it's interesting because it's not that, right? Like we're yeah, finally a seeing a unique it, version. Yeah. Like we're seeing a, a like, a, like she is finally focused on the right, Villain, like the right enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not targeting other victims. She is targeting the actual monsters, um, the real monsters, like, you know, and, and yeah. doing that. And I think there's also this other level that we'll talk about in the film section of the other characters that are in it, too, because, you know, there's not just like one side to the story. There's not just one element that we explore. Um, but mm-hmm. I figure, you know, for the facts section, <laughs> to kind of dabble in there, just throw a little crash course on what La Llorona is um, so that you can do it. But I mean, usually it's just a caution tale for children to listen to their parents um yeah because that's what it is or it's just like you know the tale of you know that it's hard <laughs> being a woman because mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, it sucks sometimes yeah. and it's dangerous and you're just a mom and it's sad uh and so i think it's it's an interesting take to use for sure and recraft This folklore into a political statement that would hopefully, you know, is is similar to that. The real life trial Mm -hmm. is a cathartic experience. Like we can live Mm -hmm. out justice in some way.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you think about so in the film where we have who she's also like kind of giving these like dreams to the wife, and like you have like these interactions with the other characters, and if you think of like people who do monstrous things, who do horrible things in horrific things in history, they have people who protect them. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So make excuses for them.
1: For sure. Exactly. Um, So I think it was really, I remember at the time I was like, why are they coming for the wife and the family? It's like, They were not the ones who did it, but in a way, they did not do it themselves, but they had been protecting this man. They had been justifying his actions um, with themselves or to others, and I think, not that it makes them necessarily as guilty, but they need their perspective changed. They need to recognize him for his awfulness and not protect him yeah. from justice for these people who have suffered so yeah. i thought that was like really cool how they did that it was like powerful to like have them turn on him i guess like to like get in their head like they realized how awful he was mm-hmm. and i guess i mean you could argue it's self-preservation but i would also say like it was cool to like have his gross support system recognize him for how awful he was um and like kind of damn him like La Llorona was trying to do so I yeah. thought that was cool
0: and like um I mean you mentioned it when we were watching it that it, it reminded you of like how people feel about Melania and Trump. Yeah. it's like they like she is not exempt she is there she's also there she's witnessing it she's a part of it she is not excluded from like the horrors that that family commits because she's right there and and she's
1: choosing to embrace the rose-colored version Mm -hmm. of what's being fed to her she's not questioning it and that's a problem yeah it's like it allows the behavior to to continue
0: (laughs) yeah like you have an obligation to you know question that and, and try to confront it that's what it would mean to be like not innocent but like to be the like the hero of that story right? is like to not be complacent yeah. with it, you have to actively go against it, like like we've said before, like pacificity, like not speaking out is just as bad as yeah. like doing the action, <laughs> like you're just as guilty because you're continuing to let that happen, um, so it makes you just as yeah. guilty, and I think that's an interesting part of this um film, which we can get into yeah. so All we right. watch stuff.
1: so we're doing it, we watch some things. We're talking about La Rona, um, and I'm going to tell you about what it's about. Please do. So, an aging, paranoid, war criminal protected by his faithful wife faces death while being haunted by the ghost of his past. Directed by Jairo Bustamante, starring Maria Mercedes Caroy or nice. Mariah Maria
0: Maria. I, don't know. I think it's Maria.
1: Yeah, dope. Maria
0: Mercedes Coroy. Caroy. Caroy. Nice. Did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like we mentioned, uh, this isn't your classic tale. This is not the curse yeah. of La Llorona. This is La Llorona. Uh, it's about Guatemala and about this war criminal dictator who committed genocide and yeah. uh, was the result, uh, resulted in thousands or 1,771 deaths. Um, yeah and I mean, that's, what's reported, <laughs> you know, like we don't even know what other things could have happened. Um, yeah. and that's what I, as soon as like, cause so, um, where like in the beginning you're confronted with a trial and uh-huh. there are these women who are wearing these really elaborate like shawls over their face. Um, they're really beautiful shawls. Um, But it's there to hide their identities uh, because they are witnesses and they are, you know, speaking on the atrocities that happened to them and their people. Um, And it's uh, in, you know, Kat's research for the actual trial, it seems like that's pretty accurate as to what occurred at the trial. So there's people who were witnesses and spoke on it. And there was just this group of women who were speaking on the things that had happened to them. And you have this old man who is on trial. And, again, he's older and not in good health. Mm -hmm. And it's clear he is being tried for things that have happened previously um, some time ago. Because it's not like this old man is going out shooting people. murdering people. Um, Although he is, like, he is already on edge because of the trial. Like, we first see him and he's walking around the house because he hears a woman crying. And... He's got his guns because he has old gun stash, like dictators yeah. do. Um, and I found it interesting. I don't know if you, cat. I didn't hear the crying in the beginning. Or the second I time.
1: Did, I actually, I did hear it. I What I thought was just really weird is, like, why is the reaction to crying woman?
0: I to grab a gun.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what? I guess, like, maybe because if La Llorona is, like, such a known... Yeah. tale that like the hearing of a crying woman if you have a guilty conscience already would indicate that like maybe that's what's happening uh but yeah I, yeah i found it very strange that the reaction to crying lady is get a gun because tears equal you're gonna die
0: yeah um, i think it i think it was that he was he thought it was la llorona because okay. even so, cuz he says though. he says like the weeping woman and the <clears throat> the family and the the people who work there are like that's just a tale like that's not real like they yeah. try to tell him cuz they think he's like kind of losing it he's older yeah, they he's think being, like, it's dementia, dementia and yeah so they're like what's going on i didn't hear her i really didn't and i just thought i was like that's cool cuz like it's really just in his head but no um yeah. what i will say is like cinematically i was like infatuated with this film. I think j does a, r- a lot of really great things where yeah. there's a good use of, like, thirds in this film, like, in a screen. Uh-huh. Where Some really cool shots. There's, like, things happening in each part of this screen in, like, in this, like, small little square, right? Like, you... There's, like, a scene where... Um, and if I can find the screen cap of it, I'll try to put it there, but I doubt it. I'll just explain it to you. But there's a the part where he... <laughs> head like what he gets his gun and he walks to the bathroom and on the left side of the screen is like the his closet door and on the closet door is his suit which he's going to wear to the trial tomorrow and it's like you know a very fancy suit in the middle is just darkness and then to the right is it's the light is on he is in the bathroom and he's sitting there and he's in his pajamas and he's holding the gun and he's this this distraught broken man just sitting there and it's like this contrast of like you know his the the suit that he wears and the the show that he puts on this darkness that's always looming there and like on the edge of his sanity and then him who's just in the light and broken and it was just like well this is how we start (laughs) This is where we yeah. where we start at a 10, right? And throughout the, the film, when he is kind of skulking around the house, there's always this like suffocating like vignette of darkness, like around the edges. Cause like he uh-huh. never, one, he never puts on the lights cause he wants to catch her, right? And he has his yeah. gun. He's like immediately to shoot and stuff, um, which is not the way that you handle things, but clearly he's not, you know, a reasonable yeah. man. Uh, and <laughs> he like skulks and there's always this like depth of the darkness and i think it's interesting because yeah. it doesn't rely on like classic jump scares like there are plenty of opportunities where you could just like open a cabinet you close a the cabinet there's la llorona right like because that's what like yeah. the curse of la llorona was just a really bad horror movie where it was just like ah spooky dead woman chasing after the kid um where yeah. this was like you're just uncomfortable and the horrors were really the reality were the flashbacks and looking and seeing like oh he did some really awful things and like seeing that and seeing like the protesters outside demanding justice um you know calling out uh having names of the people who are missing um in the pictures of them like have you seen me and i think that's so so very interesting and there's like a hint of ghosts besides La Girona because there's like a scene where Alma, who is uh, a woman who is native, she's darker skinned, she's got the long black hair that's like really beautiful. Like the daughter even like the she says, like, Oh, can I grow up my hair like that? And it's like yeah. this like she clearly thinks Alma's beautiful. And there's like yeah. this like the mom kinda like dismisses it because her and her family are all the light skins, like clearly come from like the colonized folks. Um, and yeah. Alma is the Mayan. Like she's like the, you know, native people who are darker. And so there's a lot of colorism that comes into this. Um, yeah. And that's where, like, that's why the genocide happened to these people um, who aren't what they presume to be like the the culture that they deemed worth saving um, and protecting. Mm. And so like, she's like, as a young person, sees this woman and is like, that's beautiful. <laughs> this was a beautiful person and she's so pure, like not really understanding what it was. And from the start we were like, all right, she needs to be protected. Like she's still yeah. young enough that she could be saved. Whereas the, the, the guy's daughter and his wife were already skewed. Um, there's many conversations with them that we talked about uh, in the facts section where it's like, they're making excuses for him, or they're believing the narratives that he told them, right? So like the- Because it benefits them, yeah. Yeah, and because it's like the alternative is acknowledging that your husband or your father is that evil. And that's a really big thing to grapple with, right? And it's something that like, you would much rather believe whatever else excuse he gives you than to believe that he's evil yeah right and so you know like the mom mm-hmm. says like oh women you know especially the the darker skinned women always throwing themselves at him you yeah. know like and, and and later we find that like he's been promiscuous he has been infidelis um by the fact that he might have a kid who is uh or a, she's a grown woman now but that he yeah. had a child with um one of the native women and it was like that he always, like, she was like, I thought I was old enough now that I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) And clearly he's still doing stuff. Um, Yeah. And so she, in the beginning, it seems like, you know, she's saying that and it sounds like she's on his side. But as the story progresses, it really seems like she's been dealing with a lot and she's been trying to, you know, make sense of it or to file it away or believe whatever it is that he tells her because it's better than the truth, um, but still yeah. knowing the truth. And so still being really guilty. Like, in the beginning, they're both pretty guilty. And she, the yeah. daughter, already is starting to, like, be suspicious, right?
1: Yeah, she's questioning things. She's, like, asking, like, "Did do you think it's true? Like, is yeah. there a chance uh, that he's done what they're saying he's done? Mm-hmm. um Because in this like world she would have been still a child when that was all Mm -hmm. taking place so she's like is that actually what happened um yeah because you know when you're a kid you have like a skewed version of your surroundings um but the mom like quickly dismisses her and is like no how could you even say that like you should be on our side and like kind of just like puts any kind of questioning out the window.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's also, uh, she is also suspicious because her (laughs) daughter's dad is missing. And she never really quite says, like, he left us. Like, it's it's a big question mark of what happened to him. And later when she, like, confronts, like, the security guard they have, it's pretty much implied that the dad got rid of him. And she even confronts yeah. him. She says, like, why didn't you like him? And he says, uh, don't get your stories crossed. He didn't like, like you. you did. Yeah. And that was like you know, and then he, you know, he says, like, he won't say I love you or something. Or she won't say I love you back to him. And yeah. like clearly there's this this distance between them now where she is starting to put it together because she was blissfully like purposely avoiding the truth and like the yeah. whole time this her daughter is like where's dad Who? where happened to him and she won't answer and so she has this similar kind of pain towards her grandfather that alma has about her kids that are dead and so yeah. like with the other ghosts that are in there when alma is hanging out with the girl there's always like, <laughs> a lot of creepy laurona stuff where she's like teaching her how to hold her breath and I was like oh my god she's gonna drown everyone and uh, and the girl's the <laughs> only one who's gonna survive and um they're looking out the window and there's the missing posters and yeah. they're saying to each other I think that's him and so it's like a picture of a guy and in the crowd of protesters that guy is there because yeah. the ghosts are there they're haunting them already and it's more than just La Girona. it's the whole and we see them later it's all of them um yeah and there's like there's another interesting element where uh, the, the wife is plagued with dreams where she is Alma and she is yeah. living her trauma and it's it's affecting her to the point where, you know, she is the one who commits the justice at the end uh that i felt was sad i would rather him rot in prison but um i feel like death is easy (laughs) like he was suffering pretty hard and i think he could kept doing that uh in jail but like they're kind of like even though he's not in prison they're trapped in their house and this is made before you know covid where we're all stuck in our house that's a horror in itself when you can't leave because they can't like she keeps saying like well do we need to go to the doctor and it's like no they gotta come here like you can't leave it's dangerous yeah and so they're imprisoned in there um and i just think it was really interesting like the way that she's just subtly haunting Like and how they all are reacting to the situation in this unique and honest way, right? Like that his reaction is to grab a gun and shoot the water, not knowing that his granddaughter's in there, right? Or um, that the wife is like being is ashamed, and there's some vulnerable moments, you know, where she has an accident, and the daughter doesn't want to, like the daughter pretty much is just like you know it happens to everyone and like we won't talk about it because it's embarrassing Like
1: especially at your age and like has the stuff ready yeah, yeah. exactly
0: exactly and that the mom is like has that pride to yeah. not talk about it and i think that's what was interesting to me was like the whole time she's like being confronted with this very vulnerable story that she's living through with these children that are very clearly not hers because they're darker and she's living in the mountains. Um, and, like, we're slowly learning, like, Alma isn't who she said she was or that she might not be there. <laughs> like, she might not be real and yeah. all that. Um, but their reactions all, like, I thought it was a, a unique way to torment each one of them.
1: Yeah. And there was, a, I think the way it was filmed really added to it, like you were saying, with the use of, I guess, thirds. mm mm-hmm. Uh, There was also like the the way that like suspense was built. So like it started off at the beginning where like there was like very subtle zooming in. The one scene that I still like viscerally remember is when the the one daughter goes to sleep who uh, is the maid of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, She goes to sleep and it's like very slowly zooming in to like right behind her as she's sleeping and then you like very slowly and you're like trying you're like what's what's going to be there and you're like looking and you're like extra paying attention and then alma like like just like hangs down upside down with like her hair going down and just like looking at the camera and it was like really jarring and there were like other moments where it's like the angles and like the way suspense was built was done really beautifully
0: there's um uh a review in the L.A. Times, uh, which we have talked about a few times. Uh, it's called La Llorona Smartly Reimagines a Folk Legend as a Political Horror Story. And one of the quotes from that says, La Llorona avoids the tropes of horror, the screechy violins and bumping furniture. Instead, the smart and elegant film feels like a languid bit of cinematic magical realism where strange things happen. And the real horror lies not in the supernatural, but in the savage acts of men. Which is yeah. is well one very true um but because that, that's really it it doesn't have those like you feel uncomfortable in your stressed and you're like what's going to happen yeah um but you're really like you're like what's going to happen with the people like the people are going to do something not yeah. alma like i mean i did think she was going to like drown the kid but she didn't um <laughs> yeah or that she was going to drown everyone she didn't and that's what yeah. i think is really even better about it is that she torments them to then do the work for her like in the the classic tale of la llorona she's drowning kids and this she doesn't she doesn't drown anyone she just shows you the truth and walks you through the trauma and the terror so that you exact the revenge for her like you are the instrument of the revenge and what is like what could be worse than you know like either this haunting ghost drowns you or your wife kills you what is worse, yeah. you know? Um, and I thought that was super interesting and such a unique take, and I really appreciated For it. Sure. Um, there's another uh, article I found on The Verge, which we also use quite a lot, called La Llorona is not the ghost story you're expecting. Which people <laughs> say that a lot. Uh, and it's here's the quote from that. It says... Um, Sorry. (laughs) Enrique is an arrogant patriarch with few redeeming qualities. Although it takes time to understand everything he's done, his wife and daughter are more complicated. While the film jabs at their condescension, cruelty toward other women, and casual racism, their most horrible beliefs are driven by love. Because loving the monstrous, abusive Enrique means ignoring or justifying what he's done. And that requires hardening themselves into something cruel and vicious calling his victims liars, or pretending that they don't exist. Because I think yeah. at the end of the day, the the real horror was um, that he had people reasoning for him. Yeah. And so to turn, like, you know, Alma slash La Llorona's real terror was turning them against him. Because that's all he had at yeah. the end of the day, um, was people who were believing him d- despite the... The alarming evidence. Um, I think one of the quotes that really stuck with me was in the trial where the woman removes the veil and she says, like, I'm not ashamed of like to tell you what happened to me. And so I hope you will not be ashamed to do the justice for what happened to me. Right. Like it is essentially like I uh, horrible things happened to me. I have to accept that and you also have to accept that, which is like the whole that was the whole trial (laughs) was that was like to be like, just acknowledge that it happened, that it was wrong and that someone needs to be punished for it. And so hopefully like people watch this film, learn that something happened in 2013 that we weren't paying attention to, that things were happening in the 80s that we weren't paying attention to. And that things are probably happening right now that we're not paying attention to. And that, you know, we can look to hopefully better punish uh, the people who are at fault in doing those awful things.
1: Yeah. and, And ultimately, like, not repeat the same historical atrocities. Like, if we have a history that is so horrific and we don't look at it, it, there's no stopping it from happening again mm-hmm. like the best thing everyone can do is learn about the horrible things that have happened and not just like feel sad about it because that's useless yeah it's nothing productive <laughs> you know like being like oh it's a <laughs> shame Ooh. and guilt are like they're useless emotions uh And at least they're not productive, you know, and what we need to do is look at these things and learn about them and know what caused it. So that if we notice those things happening again, that we're able to prevent it from happening. Yeah. Instead of just being like, it's easier if we don't. For (laughs) you. (laughs) it's not easy for
0: anyone else well it's like we need to get escape like our little bubbles um of like ignorance in our own little worlds and realize that there's a bigger world out there and that things are happening and just confront them like we have to confront them we have to look at them in the eye and acknowledge that they exist so that we can then move on and try to do something different
1: yeah and like if they're in your own family like don't let them yeah you know what i mean. Like, I, I I get it's hard, but, you know, everyone has that uncle that, you you know, like, don't, the uncle isn't a part of your family anymore. If yeah. he's like, you can't, your kid can't wear shorts around them or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. there are people in our own families that have very problematic views on things. And it is like, if we're related to them, we can't just pretend that doesn't exist. Like, mm-hmm. we have to call them out on those thoughts and, like, problematic existence. Like, it doesn't make... You a bad person unless you're not calling them out.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like there's like a, I believe a book by Dennis Rader's daughter. He's the BTK killer, okay. um, and like he didn't get found till much later because he wanted to. um Because he would like <laughs> he would mail things to the police, and he like mailed a CD and was like, "Don't," or DVD and was like, "Don't trace this." You promise you won't trace it, and they're like, "Yeah." And then he, like, mailed it to them, and they immediately traced it. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but his daughter, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, wrote about, like, her experiences of, like, confronting, like, the two people that her father was, right? Like, it was, like, her dad. He yeah. was, like, taking her out, going to the park, being, you know, a Cub Scout or whatever, and also murdering women and having yeah. to, like, reconcile with, like, the truth of that in to essentially like try to leave behind the the idea that was her dad because it, that's not true. Like he, he did awful things, so we kind of can't hold on to those things anymore. Um, they yeah. outweigh the others. Um, and there's, I mean, yeah, you you know, just because they're blood or your family doesn't mean that they should be exempt. You have to hold them. like if yeah. anything, you're you really really have to hold them accountable.
1: Yeah. And you even if you're thinking on like a friend standpoint where if like you have people uh, the public eye who are accused of like assaulting a woman and like other women are like, Well he he wouldn't have done that. like there's no way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like he never did it. He to never me. did that to, yeah. And it's like, Okay. All right, Lana Dunham. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it didn't happen and Like, that shouldn't be your gauge. So, yeah, like, also, like, calling out people who you know, Mm -hmm. like, who are your friends. Holding them accountable, Just because they haven't done that to you doesn't mean they aren't capable of it. Um, And I guess, yeah, just, like, having everyone kind of accept that they cannot possibly know the inner workings of other people's brains and hearts and accepting that and Mm -hmm. doing better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think this film does a really good job of showing the complexities of people and that there's all yeah. these layers and that, you know, people react in those ways. I think that the fact that it's really heavily focused on women and there's just the one, there's two men in this film. There's the, yeah. Enrique and then there's a guard and neither one of them is trustworthy and safe, right? Like everyone else is these women who are each affected in some way by this man, yeah. um, and kind of coping and dealing with, like, what happened and, and yeah. how it's going to forever change who they are. Um, and then later, like, yeah, it was like, it's it, it takes more than one person to do that, right? Like, it takes one, more yeah. than one person to do a coup, and takes more than one person to commit <laughs> genocide. And so, yes. you know, the ending promises that she doesn't stop. She's not going to stop until everyone who is responsible is dead or at yeah. least uh traumatized yeah which is nice it's pleasant yeah I enjoy that
1: <laughs> i think it's yeah, good that it wasn't just him because it's like he is not the only one who did this mm-hmm. so.
0: and again that it wasn't just like supernatural murder right it was like yeah so you know uh he suffered um all right so ratings because we're back we're doing our thing feelings yep. section what are we feeling um How feel so about it. if you don't like it it's the curse of la llorona which was the bad film uh yes. and if you do like it it's la llorona which is this which one. was a good one <laughs> 2019 good uh and so um 2000 yeah 2019 19. um though if you look up if you put la llorona 2019 it comes up a curse of la llorona uh, oh no! So put okay. now you're on a twenty twenty.
1: Oh, okay, perfect.
0: Um, and it works. <laughs> um, yeah. So with the like the trial, uh, I will say that's tough to yeah. judge because, like, it sucks because it was overturned.
1: Yeah, and it was a real thing that happened.
0: Yeah, I think doing the trial itself was a La Llorona because it was nice to see an attempt.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And that's like kind of like I said, like I was like, it's I think it's insane that simultaneously there can exist a government in which this dictator can do that and a government which will even try call it out to, yeah. you know, address the issues. And, you know, I can't I don't know, but I feel like I'm sure some people found that it was it was good to speak on those things that happened to them and to their families yeah. to have it addressed in some degree um and to ha- like to that extent like to kind of go through it and it, you know it was almost like mm-hmm. a therapy in a way
1: for sure yeah i would agree
0: nice um, i support that judgment. and the film is a liar on it cuz it was good
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think uh I think if we were still talking about The Curse of La Llorona, then yeah, we would have rated it poorly. But this was significantly better. Um, and one it was, it was like, as all the articles that we read said, it's a very unique version of it compared to like what it's been made in terms of films in the past. Yeah. So I, th- as I, you know, for Ghouls, like we have an affinity towards more like politically driven horror films because it is the genre that gets to say so much. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. It mm-hmm. was a great film. I, I've loved every film we've done so far. I, we've had really good luck since yeah. Uh, December.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. We've got, yeah, we've found some pretty good little films um, and I hope that you listener and viewer are enjoying them um, and are watching them alongside us and getting the same you know kicks out of it that we do um yeah yeah i think it's it's something that you're not expecting and i think that's great i would love to see more like i'd like to see a URA mm-hmm. that's like you know which i mean like uh what what we covered for uh east asian representation and <laughs> horror. uh what was that show oh but i that, know what you're
1: talking about but that but one I was
0: similar because it was a URA, but it was about like internment camps yeah, like it was like actually about yes. like, you know, that one, that's like the URA actually were, you know, doing something um, other than just being like, you messed up. And now I'm a spooky lady with hair in my face. It was like, <laughs> no, yeah. there's like trauma. <laughs> there's trauma here. Yeah. And this is how we're dealing with it. Um, so like, yeah, more for that. I would. I, I'm so upset I can't remember the name of that show. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch this film. Remember to give us a like, a subscribe, a listen, and to share and comment. Yes, please. Send us love. Do we it. appreciate it. Um, it's a
1: new year, new you, liker stuff.
0: The you that that supports us, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can continue to do this. Um, do we? With that being said,
1: don't get married. The your
0: kids. eat your kids. Yeah. 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 Or your where you'll kill your husband because he committed genocide.
1: Your kid will steal your oxygen tank to practice breathing underwater because La run is nice.
0: Yeah, classic. <laughs> Cat, like, who hasn't, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, happy New Year still. And um, yeah. we'll see you next week.
1: Hopefully 2021 is better. Bye. Fingers girls. Bye.